Hey there, it's Alowin, better known as the voice behind Averin, with a word from our sponsor. This session brought to you in part by Fiverr, the best place to find freelance services for your business. Whether you're in the market for commissioned art, or even script writing, which I probably should have utilized prior to recording this so I didn't have to do it six times, you can find on Fiverr. It's a whole world of freelance available right at your fingertips with options for every budget. Find high quality services at every price point, no hourly rates, and just project-based pricing. You'll find quality work done quickly with the right freelancer to begin working on your project within minutes. Your payments are protected every time. Always know what you'll pay up front and your payment isn't released until you approve the work. And know that Fiverr has your back with 24 seven support. Not in the market for services, but looking to augment your own income? Fiverr is powered by freelance artists just like you. So sign up today at Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Welcome to the world of Saluna. Hello and welcome to Queers and Spears Presents the Cap Creek Chronicles, a side quest series of 1v1s for our side quest campaign, Bottom Sept. Here we will explore the small town of Cap Creek on our hero's first night together on their journeys. The night falls on the creek as the sounds of bugs and frogs sing along to the steady babbling of the creek. And here we dive not into the creek or anything particular, but a simple lamp, a lamp that is placed amongst other things upon the side of a home here, a mushroom home of Cap Creek. There are barrels and bundles of rope and other little things for this home's little storage. And on top sits a classic gas lamp with beautiful like decoration down on the bottom with a glass bulb that emits a small light coming from it. And as we go 
into this lamp, you notice that the flame is not a normal flame. And as you get closer and closer, it seems to look like a tree that is blossoming out from the bottom of this gas lamp. And as you pass through the panes of the glass and into the interior of this lamp, you are greeted with misty clouds that just lay and hover above the ground. A small circular pedestal that seems to float on this mist of clouds, held up only by pillars of steel that rise from four points in this circle all the way up until you cannot see. There is a pool of water in the middle of this circle that is surrounded by stone where this tree erupts with life from the middle. A white barked tree with scratches of black amongst the white branch out into all corners of this glass domed lamp with red leaves that decorate the branches. The ground is cool to the touch and crisp like fresh, misty morning grass. And here, in this lamp, we find Freddy. Freddy, you have, you were just trying your best to walk away as quickly and as nonchalantly as possible from your new and inquisitive friend, Woe. And you decided to snap into your lamp for safety. And here you find yourself in this familiar and safe space as you know it. I think uh, Freddy right now is going to be sitting on the bed, trying to catch his breath as his heart is racing from the very unexpected, impromptu chase from one of his new f companions. And uh, he's just uh, whispering to himself, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. As I he... Uh, tries to catch his breath. You lay in a, like a conversation pit style bed that is dug into the ground with stones surrounding it. There is layers and masses of soft cushiony blankets and more pillows than you have fingers and toes, just all piled into this beautiful, comfortable, nest of a bed. You fall into it, you sink into this bed, feeling the comfortability of just serene cloth wrapping your body. It's the same feeling as like if you were being held by your mother. Just calm, safe, relaxed, and as your voice just says, keep it together, keep it together, you just hear it bounce off the panes of glass back at you. Just keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. 
Freddy's gonna sit up now. He's feeling a lot more calm, thanks to the cacophony of echoes that assure him that everything was gonna be all right. And uh, he's gonna be in thought in a little bit as he stares at the tree that means so very much to him. And uh, like not thinking about it, he's gonna be touching his horns as well. The branches coming out of the temples, his temples. There is an easily recognizable there's a, it's easily recognizable that your horns, your sprouts that come from your your face, your head, they match this tree bark in the same patterns, the same the same like splattering of blacks and whites that crawl up the bark of this tree. As you stare up at this tree that has grown in the years that you have had it, and given this place this beautiful sanctuary to be able to blossom to grow to its current state this is this tree as you knew it before was nothing but a couple of leaves coming out of dirt before and now it stands a full blossoming blooming tree touching the edges of this lamp that you have come to know and as you're kind of like looking around and admiring everything that you've had that you have here all the things that keep you safe and who you are and what you do. You see all of your different clothes lined up on a rack with a small vanity nearby. With a little golden plaque mirror that kind of faces away from your resting bed. It's kind of like, instead of placed like in the middle facing directly outward like a vanity would be, it's kind of skewed to the right of it. This place is peaceful, it's calm, it's cool. You can feel the mist just touch and leave little dew drops of moisture on your skin. It's just calm in knowing that you are safe with your thoughts and safe to be you here. Freddy, uh has an obvious shift in how he he behaves. Usually Freddy is very open and stuff like that, but now his arms feel like heavier. He lets his arms go. It's not tensed in any position right now. And he's going to stand up and make his way to the mirror uh, while talking to himself saying, you did a fantastic job, Freddy. I expected nothing more from such a star. But right now, I need someone else. You stare into this mirror, looking at your reflection, seeing the pieces of you that remind you of your father, the pieces of you that remind you of your mother, and the striking resemblance to David that you see just staring back at you. And as you speak, praising yourself 
for continuing to keep this facade up. Asking to speak to somebody else. The mirror darkens. Your reflection starts to fade as it starts to get dimmer and dimmer. And then nothing is there but a black portal, an inky blackness that if you felt like you touched it, your hand could go straight through it. The mirror becomes hot to the touch. As a familiar hiss whispers out from this black hole in your mirror, slowly starts to come back into some sort of light, but the reflection you see is not your own, but instead a beautiful, beautiful Ifriti woman, long, beautiful red hair that just cascades in waves down her body, bright red face with orange cheeks that spread across the bridge of her nose with speckles of yellow light that freckle her face. Vibrant, deep, burgundy eyes stare back at you. How have you been, my old friend? I have been content. I feel like oh, it has been a few days since you have ventured to come in here and visit me. Well, some unexpected events took place. Ones that I cannot lie, I did not see coming. And as he says this, Freddy is going to be pulling out the piece of paper that had the letter R that was uh, thrown out during the choosing of the Sacred Seven. I honestly do not know how I have somehow been cast into the role of a hero. And he throws the paper into the Everlit uh, brazier at the base of the mirror. As you throw it at the mirror, it quickly just disintegrates in a quick flash of flames as it appears in her hand simultaneously in that same flash. She looks at it and she's like, well, at least it just says R. But this has got to be the work of Zeldros. That fucking cheeky bastard always likes to play dirty ass jokes I cannot fathom why the gods always find a need to meddle in every little thing can't we just all like live as we want to live and do as we want to do that would just be so much fucking better right yes it would it would be so much simpler. A lot more simpler. This definitely is complicated, but not 
too crazy. Well, I don't. I think it's not much to worry. Like you said, it's only the letter R, and I have been able to get out force scrapes. Oh. If you recall, our last adventure together was a rousing success. Absolutely. As most of them go, I try my best to not fail in my endeavors. Speaking of which, you are right that I have yet to visit you for quite a while. So I think some interest is owed and Freddy is going to take half the gold he has which is 1045 and dump it into the flame the gold melts in front of you like burning straight it's like it's boiled down to just the component of gold as it just boils and simmers and gets smaller and smaller. This pile of gold that you worked so hard to have and got through different means and different sources and different people, your endeavors just melt in front of you and you see the smile on her face just becomes wide as her cheeks burn with just pleasure and excitement. And she's like, oh, that was well worth the wait. Thank you, my sweet. Just need to make sure that you don't forget me or about the plant you are passively tending to. My beautiful garden, my lovely tree. I would never forget about our deal. That's good to hear. Well, that should keep you satisfied for a time at least. I don't know how often I'll be able to jump into the sanctuary of the chaos outside. It is a chaotic world out there, and now that you are consistently surrounded by six others, it is going to be more difficult to see you more often. But as long as we continue to chat, and if anything happens to come up along the way that maybe I need done, or somebody I don't necessarily love anymore I need to see gone I'm sure I can help you continue your path of strength wonderful to be here you will pass many people of whom I'm familiar with along the way mm -hmm. and I'll be sure to leave little scrolls hidden for just you to see much appreciated. And actually, speaking of things, scrolls is a great idea. As Freddy's thinking to himself, he's going to start making his way to his little work table that's 
off to the side from the mirror and the flame. You go off to a side workstation next to your mirror. It is stacked with papers and notes, little post-it notes and small scribblings on papers of just notes to yourself like Simon talk to this person or you know like R talk to this person or like all these little mental notes that you keep to yourself to just it's like your perfect little chaos that works just for you as everything is in a spot that you remember so that you can access this information of like okay who was I when I spoke to this person who will they remember me as this whole collection of little of you just here in this desk. Uh, he's going to take some of the pieces of paper and start working on it with his calligraphy set and uh, all the inks and stuff that he has at the in the workstation to start putting together some letters. Absolutely. Um, calligraphy set, would that be like dexterity? I think it's considered a forgery set, technically, specifically. Because uh, okay. it's from my, uh, I'm using it as from my um, my charlatan background. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, why don't you give me a sleight of hand check then? Um, if you don't have proficiency in that, you can add your proficiency bonus. Okay, I do have proficiency in it, and I do have proficiency in the forgery kit tool. What does that add? Um, I think that would just mean... So I think that the forgery kit tool is... Like, I think it's kind of connected to the sleight of hand. So as long as you are proficient is in both, let's just go ahead and do sleight of hand, because it okay. has their proficiency bonus already added to it. Okay, gotcha. So it'd be... The slide of hand bonus plus my proficiency bonus, okay. Yes. Okay. We are looking at 18 overall. 18. You start to get to work here in your station, creating letters and plans and options and things you can do to slow down this party as much as you can. You this station here is not just for you to help and build for your patron um and this is not just your workstation for that but also your workstation for any other missions that you have been given or are currently on you work and you write these letters out and with an 18, you are able to write them as successfully as you intended them to be. There are no mishaps, no hidden secrets, no loopholes, or anything that could be seen in these papers. Perfect. He's going to put them into his side pocket for safekeeping for when he uses it later. And he's going to go back to talk with his patron. <laughs> you uh, start to kind of like wrap everything up, put it in your pocket, looking back to your patron, Nefirbi, she, you notice that she was just kind of watching you the whole time with a little smirk. She, uh, go ahead and give me a, an insight check. Sure. 
insight. All right. Ooh, that's a natural twenty. So twenty-three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love natural twenties and one v ones. Oh my god. Okay, so she, as you're like watching her, watching you as you're doing your little deeds, your little bouts of trickery, your plans, your master plans, and setting them in to motion. And you look to her, seeing this smirk, you can tell that she is drawn to your spirit, drawn to the way that you conduct yourself, the way that you do things in the material realm to cause chaos, but controlled chaos. That you do as you please for no sake other than your own personal goals and your personal ventures. She sees this small amount of worthy selfishness in you and admires it deeply. I think uh, Freddy is going to, as he gets up and looks back as patron, with maybe a knowing smile of respect for her as well, given how they met. He is glad that he found someone who can appreciate his his goals, the way his mind works. But he's also keeping a watchful eye for anything that goes awry, as trickery is all fun and good when he's the one pulling it. Exactly. It... it tricks are only funny and good if they are within your hands <clears throat> and as you start to pull back over to your patron she kind of gives you a glance a smile warm eyes greet you as you pull back over to meet her gaze and she looks at you and she's like so, tell me your plans. I want to hear. Well, right now, it seems that Freddy has been sent on a mission by the King Eros, who seems to have the respect of no one from his royal house, let alone the subjects he invited to dinner the other day. It was quite a funny sight. <laughs> she laughs, uh, she like like a deep, bellowy laugh, and she's like, yeah, that man has lived almost 300, 400 years, and yet he still can't find a fucking clue. Honestly, he's like a child that's taken care of by his entourage of knights, and that McCuster guy. But... Who is just fucking his wife behind the scenes. <laughs> A grand trick on his part, to be honest. <laughs> A grand 
And one indeed. Just right under his nose the whole time. But I think right now, while everything is still fresh, we should catalyze some reactions within the group. We got two from the royal family, a son and a mother, as well as an interesting father who, like me at one point, is striving to save another life. There's a lot to work with, but we'll see what is to come. Do you empathize with the father at all? The want, the desperation to save someone? Recognizing someone who has long past left this world is... I am not that person anymore. He's saying as he's fiddling with his branches, as he's no, he's marked, he's markedly different than he once was. I don't empathize, rather recognize the drive. And that could be very useful. Indeed. Could very well lead to impulsive decisions once the mm -hmm. time comes. Emotion is one of the most volatile things in nature. <laughs> Agreed. Someone's emotion and wrath and pain and rage can bring destruction to hundreds of men. Just tens of hundreds of villages. Emotions are the key to manipulation. And I think that's where I'm going to start. But I will keep you updated, I'm sure. You'll be watching from every lit candle along our way into Puppet. Of course I will. Just watch for the whispers in the flames. And if you need to know more, the flames are everywhere. Until then, my dear patron, I think it's time for me and Freddy to get back to the stage. Don't keep me waiting for too long. And she and... gives you a little, like, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and the mirror starts to fade back into that shimmering mirror that it once was like glitching back into place and suddenly the reflection of the beautiful Ifriti before you is just your own reflection staring back at you while when his reflection meets his eye again 
he's going to turn and look at the tree that has so much meaning to him and just put a, his hand to it for a time, thinking back on the past, on the mistakes he made. And he's just going to whisper to himself, emotion is the key to manipulation. And as he says that, he's going to just scratch the tree, tearing off chunks of the bark. And as he does, scratch marks appear on the right side of his cheek. And he will let himself come out of the lamp. You hear your voice echo off the glass chamber of this lamp. Emotion is the key to manipulation as it bounces off the walls, through the trees, whispering, wrapping around the branches as you claw into this tree, feeling the effects rush down your face. Take four points of damage as this happens, and the jarring pain gets you to close your eyes for a moment, and suddenly you open them, and you're standing back in the creek, surrounded by mushrooms, with your lamp staring, burning next to you. He's gonna take a couple of deep breaths, All right, Freddy, time to get to work. And he's gonna make his way out of the mushroom with the destination of looking for where the rest of the party is sleeping. If I remember correctly, are we all in one mushroom? No, we have our yes, own so mushrooms, right? you are right? all in one mushroom. Um, okay. You were kind of up, uh, so your current position is you're kind of more up in the trees. You kind of took a walk to try your best to lose woe and just get out of sight in a way before you realize I'm just going to just zoot into my lamp and just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of like up a little bit. Uh, your accommodations are down on the like floor surface level. Uh, as you're kind of looking around, go ahead and just give me a perception check. Sure. You've got perception of 13. 13. You're looking around. It is late at night, about midnight now. The moonlight is peeking through the canopies, but the most light that you're getting in this area is actually coming from the vines and the flowers that grow up among the trees here and all around you with these big, beautiful fluorescent lights uh, that just kind of beam from uh, the petals and the vines of these flowers. Um, and as you're kind of like searching through and looking back down, you spot your accommodations down. It's basically just like a tree over and then down onto the floor uh, is where you're currently staying. You see, as you're looking as well, most of the mushrooms, uh, the like homes and establishments here 
are uh, dark in the windows, meaning that either no one is home or they are fast asleep for the evening. You see that the tavern is still kind of buzzing at the moment. The lights are still on. There is still some lights on in a blacksmith area as uh, like what looks to be like a blacksmith's um, uh, like shop as well as uh, another um, mushroom in the distance happens to have their lights on. It's still kind of in that like workshoppy district area. Uh, so it seems like it's another business that is open at this time of night. Um, but, uh, other than that, you know, the location of where your party is sleeping. And then, you know, that there are a couple of locations that also still have their lights on. Okay. I think Freddy is going to make his way towards the hut that everyone is sleeping with in. He's going to start making his way towards the the party hut the party mushroom mm -hmm. you uh start to make your way across uh like roped wooded bridges that connect one tree to another ropes and little like ladders that help bring you down from one level to the next bringing you all the way down to the floor level you can hear the crisp of twigs and moss under your feet after you finally step back onto solid ground. You come up to your accommodation, your mushroom accommodation, and you see that um, Freya is here, fast asleep. Click Clack is here, fast asleep. Um, Noe is uh, also here, fast asleep. And that is it for the party. Everybody else is somewhere else. Okay. Freddy is going to look around quickly, make sure no one is around. There's just the people sleeping inside, but no one else is around in the vicinity. Go ahead and do a perception check or investigation, your call. Oh, uh, let's see. Nope. Perception's better. That's uh, of 10. 10. Yeah, you look mm -hmm. to be safe. Looks like no one's looking, no one's around. You're good. All right. As Freddy starts walking into the house, he's going to pull out one of his letters and hold it to the side and cast Unseen Servant so that it appears next to him, along his right side. You cast Unseen Servant, a duplicate shadow version of yourself appears standing next to you uh, in the hand that was holding that uh, piece of paper, the parchment, the scroll. Uh, mm -hmm. It looks very similar to you, same kind of like short, kind of cropped, haircut um the like horns that protrude from the top but it is solid black shadow it seems transparent in a way that you can see through it but it is dark and misty he's going to let go of the letter into the hand of the unseen servant and quietly whisper 
for him to deliver the mail to Click Clack. And then he's going to, without missing a beat, make his way to his bed for a good night's sleep. Incredible. So let's go ahead and do a stealth check just for the unseen servant. I don't feel like I need one from you because you're just like coming in to go to bed. That's normal. Okay. So let's see. Um, I think there is. Let me see if unseen servant the spell actually has uh, a stat block associated with him. An invisible, mindless, shapeless, medium force. And switch your command until the spend ends. The servant springs into existence. Okay, uh, it doesn't say what his stats are. Should we? I use just my own? Yeah, go ahead and use your own. And I think he said something as well that it's like near invisible. So you can go yeah, ahead and spell... also roll that with advantage. Okay, yeah, the spell creates a invisible, mindless, shapeless medium medium force. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. So yeah, okay. advantage for sure. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Oh my god, I needed that advantage. Alright, here we go. <laughs> oh, good. For those at home, I have rolled a natural 20 and a natural 1 in this case. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> so let's see, this is much better. Okay, so that's with stealth would be a 19. Yeah, 16 plus 3. Yeah, 19. Beautiful. Okay, so you, with ease, as you're going and heading into your accommodations and kind of settling into your bed uh, or the bed that is for the night, you can't help but feel the differences between this bed and the bed that was in your lamp in your home away from home. This one is a lot harder, not as giving as the mounds of pillows in your lamp are, as you drift off to sleep, you can see the passings of your shadow cast up against the wall as you see this scroll placed tenderly into Click-Clack's things, and no one is disturbed otherwise. As the Unseen Servant finishes the task and then dissipates. He feels that his magic has ended and he's just going to whisper to himself, remembering the calming echoes from his lamp. Keep it together. Keep it together. As he drifts off into sleep. You whisper to yourself and you just think, of keeping it together, keeping everything in line, keeping your story straight as your plan starts to set into motion. This is where we're going to end our session. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Nick, that was amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming in and letting me reveal all these nasty, dirty secrets about you <laughs> that we won't get otherwise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
thank you everybody at home for listening to us uh, from wherever you happen to get your podcasts from. Uh, we are on all different listening platforms, so feel free to give us a listen. We have Bottom Step coming out every single week. We have our old campaign, our first campaign, The Great Awakening, which Nick was also a part of. Um, we are all here living our best lives, bringing you content day in, day out, and we're having a blast doing it. Uh, feel free to give us a follow if you want to on any of our social media platforms, and we look forward to seeing you all again at the next adventure. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye.